0: I'm Gloria Moraga. This is the Political Woman Podcast. I'm trying a little something uh, different for the next couple of weeks anyway. I am going to do uh, something I'm calling Politics Today, a daily podcast. As I said, for at least the next couple of weeks and they're going to be short and sweet. Of course, I was just writing one and it's not that short, but it's sweet. And uh, let me know what you think. Please subscribe, please comment, please share. I need your support. All right. The big news today, the U.S. House of Representatives are going to vote tonight on the federal debt ceiling bill. This is to avert a shutdown of the federal government have to raise the debt ceiling because we have debts we have to pay, things we've already bought. So the big news yesterday was that um, that bill, which Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Biden brokered over the weekend, that went before the House Rules Committee. Republicans were hemming and hawing and complaining that there was no way they were going to pass this bill out of committee. Now, Democrats aren't pleased with it either, because um, the bill does set work requirements for poor people. It raises the limit, the age limit, that you can continue to get food stamps without proving that you're working. And so some Democrats are not pleased that that's in the bill and they may not vote for it. So the big vote is tonight. So there'll be debate on the floor and then the vote. And uh, Speaker McCarthy seems to think he has the votes. Um, Not much from the Democrats, but I believe they have the votes. The president's been working the phones, trying to convince people that we've got to do this. And then it goes to the uh, Senate, and then that uh, vote is expected Friday in time to avert the big strike, the big default on our debt. So yesterday, the Congressional Budget Office uh, released its decision on what this bill is going to save us over the years. The figure they came up with it's going to lower our debt by 1.527.7 trillion dollars. Not bad, eh? All right, moving on. The documents case, and the reason that I'm uh, talking about this again is because we had two uh, exclusive reports, one in the Washington Post and one in the The Guardian. Now, according to sources, some sort of break in the Donald Trump classified documents case is expected after Memorial Day. Well, it's after Memorial Day, and then sources said it's going to happen sometime in June. Well, today's the last day of May, so June is coming. The question is, will the Department of Justice charge Trump in connection with the mar lago classified documents issue? And what's the issue? Well, Trump after he left the White House after he left the presidency, he was repeatedly asked to return missing classified documents. And he hemmed and he hawed and he did return some, but he really didn't return all of them. And, you know, then we had two subpoenas fed showing up there at his residence hotel in Florida and taking some of the documents. And then his lawyers doing a search and saying, oh, they're all gone, we've given them all to you. And then they knew they didn't have all the documents and so they went back with another subpoena and that was a big August quote raid unquote and um, they found more documents. So what's being considered is a possible obstruction of justice and possibly, allegedly, violations of the Espionage Act. And the Espionage Act is uh, communicating national security materials to others. The exclusives, one of the Guardian, and here's, I'll just read the headline, exclusive. Evan Cochran says he was steered away from Trump's office, where the FBI later found the most sensitive materials. Now, Evan Cochran used to be Trump's attorney. And apparently now he's leaking like a sieve, talking to the feds because he had to, because they had the goods on him. And that's a whole nother long story. And if you're confused about any of this, please check out my website because I put all, created an entire page with all of this information, And I even have a timeline in there, which I'm going to read in one of these podcasts, uh, one of the longer podcasts, um, the timeline of how this all went down. This is quoting from The Guardian. Donald Trump's lawyer, tasked with searching for classified documents at Mar-a-Lago after the Justice Department issued a subpoena, told associates that he was waived off of searching the former president's office where the FBI later found the most sensitive materials anywhere on the property. The lawyer, Evan Cochran, recounted that several Trump aides had told him to search the storage room because that was where all the materials that had been brought from the White House at the end of Trump's presidency ended up being deposited. Well, when he did that, Cochran, and this is still quoting now, found, he found 38 classified documents in the storage room. And according to the Guardian, he then asked whether he should search elsewhere, like Trump's office. But he was steered away, he told associates. So he told the FBI he never searched the office. They're turning on each other. No, I didn't do it. You know, he asked should I search the office? And they said, no, don't search the office. (laughs) Yeah, I know it sounds really ridiculous, but it's true. I mean, it's what he's allegedly saying and what's being reported. Now, the Washington Post reported last week that the employee was being questioned repeatedly by investigators. After This is what's new. He was seen on video footage helping another Trump aide, Walt Nayuda, And this name is pronounced so many different ways by different people. After Trump's aide, who's actually his valet, his valet, after Trump's aide moved boxes into the storage room. He did that the day before top Justice Department officials arrived with the FBI agents to collect classified documents in response to the subpoena. And this is what's new, too, that the whole tape thing. Around the time of the July 2022 subpoena, the uh, feds were seeking security camera footage. Uh, The employee allegedly spoke with an IT worker about how the cameras worked and how long the images remained in the system, according to the person familiar with the Justice Department's classified documents, investigation. So that's what's going on with that. And in other congressional news, to go back to the Congress, Representative Chris Stewart, he is a Republican from Utah. He was first elected to Congress in 2012. He's apparently going to resign his seat To focus on his wife's health. Um, The Salt Lake City Tribune reported that Stewart's going to uh, resign from the Congress as soon as this week. He's 62. He will not talk about um, the ongoing health issues of his wife, Evie, whose medical issues are not known. An official spokesperson for Stewart did not respond to. the Washington Post's questions, or the Salt Lake Tribune, and that's going to bring Kevin McCarthy's Republican count down a little bit. That's, uh, Congressman Stewart's quite—he's um, an author; he's uh, written books, um, and they have—I um, want to say six or seven children. I'm, I'm not sure, but they have a number of, of children. So his wife's ill, so he's going to stay home and take care of his wife. Great guy. On Tuesday, I wanted to let you know. And in other news, I wanted to let you know that the federal trial of the gunman who killed eleven worshippers at a Pittsburgh synagogue is uh, has begun. Uh, the trial began Tuesday. That shooting, that mass shooting, happened in October in 2018, and it was the deadliest anti semitic attack in united states history horrible suspect the man on trial is robert bowers according to the the post i'm reading he described uh his hate-filled poisonings on social media he was posting this filth at the same time the worshipers began gathering for services And according to the opening arguments, quote, he was making his own preparations to destroy, to kill, and to defile. Prosecutors are seeking the death penalty for Bowers, who's 50 years old. The trial is going to have two stages, two parts. One, the, uh, the trial to determine whether or not he's guilty. And if he is found guilty, then the second part will be the death penalty phase because they are asking for the death penalty in this case. Elizabeth Holmes reported to prison yesterday to begin an 11-year sentence. You know, she's this lady who had everything going for her. She was going to Stanford. She was doing this, um, she founded this company, founder of a blood testing startup called Theranos. Theranos, you remember that? And it, there was a miniseries on this. She was later convicted of fraud, turned herself in today to a minimum security prison in Texas. Apparently, this is the kind of the club bed prison. It's the prison that they, Martha Stewart spent time in this prison. And speaking of just, you know, I don't know. It's like every day we can just try to find who's more disgusting, Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. I won't go into DeSantis today because one is enough. Like I can only take one a day. But this was in The Guardian. And it was um, apparently Donald Trump went on a rant. On social media. And I'm so glad I I didn't know about this, but I was reading The Guardian and I stumbled across this. And The Guardian says, quote, speaking 125 years after the United States Supreme Court settled the issue of birthright citizenship, former President Donald Trump pledged once again to end it. If elected back to the White House next year, Trump said in a video posted on social media on Tuesday, he will. On day one, like there's not more important things to do. On day one, sign an executive order to ensure the children of undocumented migrants will not receive automatic U.S. citizenship. What is wrong with these people? You know, this is is the law. This is the Supreme Court decided this. God knows what the Supreme Court today will decide but this is, this is a rule, okay? You're born here, you're a citizen, damn it. And a sad note, Rosalind Carter has dementia. You know, our president, one of our great, kindest presidents ever, Jimmy Carter, has been um, fighting cancer, and recently he uh, checked into hospice. Apparently, you know, she's been visiting him there every day, and... They still remain just in love and close. And now it turns out she does have dementia. And God bless that family. And that's the Political Woman podcast for today. Wednesday, May 31st. The last day of May. I love May. I love April more, but I love May. My sister was born in May. And so, gotta love my sister. So that is Politics Today. I'm Gloria Moraga. Just more reasons throughout this podcast to vote. This is why we need to vote. All of these stories. Vote, vote, vote. We got to gear up. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. Be safe.